Hey everyone, welcome to Quirky Cooking Chats. I have my good friend, Helen Marshall here with me today. Hey, H. Hey, Joe. <laughs> How you doing? Helen prefers to be called H and you've got to say H, not H. No. <laughs> Is that yeah, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah, it's so say- right. But you just call, you always call me Helen, sorry, H. <laughs> no, I used to. Now I say H. H. It. It. You better tell everyone where you're from because that's why she has that kind of accent. <laughs> yeah, if I, I can never introduce myself as H because people are like, what? What did you say? Where are you from? But um, <laughs> I'm from the northeast of England, which is why I've got this very strange accent. Um, I, yeah, I and H was just a nice. nickname from uni and I like it. And my husband calls me, even my dad calls me H. So <laughs> get with it. Well, I was laughing today because I went into the post office with my trainee, B, who's on the other side of the camera here and may interject hey, soon. <laughs> and um, the lady at the post office calls me Joanna because she's known me yes. a very long time. I've lived here for 30 years. And, um, yeah, I was like, it's because she's known me a long time. And he's like, okay. <laughs> not your, cool, like not your cool name, Joe. <laughs> I feel like I'm in trouble if someone calls me Joanna. But anyway. Yeah. Cute. Joe and Lesser. H, welcome to Joe the and podcast. H. We're just having <laughs> a chat about being a woman in business, and I've got some great questions for H. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that now, <laughs> um, because we've been we've been business besties for years now. How many years? When did we meet? Would've 2017. Been- we met um, yeah. at the Perth. Uh, it was a quirky cooking uh, seminar in Perth. That's right. And, um, yeah, we had emails back and forth, I guess, and we just got chatting more and more about we've just got so many interests that are the same, so all the healthy eating and living and family and gardening and business stuff and what else? Husband stuff. Like there is pretty much like nothing that we haven't talked about and nothing that we've got really opposing views on. It's really nice. Like, and what do you think about this? Oh my goodness, me too. It's really yeah. cute. I like it. So we have lots of fun chats. So we thought we'd we'd have a bit of a chat on the podcast and let you guys join in. Um, one of the things that I love about chatting with you is that we we both have that real interest in having a business that has heart, I guess. Um, you know, we we want to have a good work-life balance. Um, we want to have time for our family and for friends and for fun and for ourselves as well as have a successful business. So that's the kind of thing we want to talk about today. And um, I was telling B, my trainee, about the podcast and we were brainstorming some questions to ask you and she just started getting so excited she's like but wait tell me about this business tell me I don't I haven't really looked into this before what is what does she do what are they <laughs> and she got so excited she started asking all these questions so I said you can come on the podcast and ask some questions too so she's going to come on soon perfect yeah you brought a brilliant idea I love that <laughs> can bombard you with her questions because I'm like just yes it. bombard me Yes. So first of all, I want to have a bit of a behind the scenes chat because I think, you know, it's really nice to get to know the person behind the business. Um, I find it, I don't know about you, but I find it super boring following anyone on social media that is just a business. 
I want to know a bit of a story behind the product and a story behind why you do what you do. And I want to see a bit of, um, I guess, real life behind what you do because that's the heart of the business. So can you tell us um, a bit about your story and, you know, maybe why you came to Australia and how your health journey progressed and what happened to get you started on this path in life? Wow, that's a big chunky question. But I, I agree with you, Joe. I love the like the behind it, like looking at stories on Instagram for me is is so much more interesting than just looking at people's tiles. I'm the same as you. You want to know what are they doing and what are they having for dinner? And you know, I love all of yeah. love all of that. Um, like you, I love I love your stories for that total reason. But I came to Australia 2003 because, you know, I had a house and a boyfriend and a job, a couple of cats. Um, in England, and I don't know, I just thought, is this it? Just thought then there's something else somewhere, just a kind of knowing that there was a life for me somewhere else. So I, uh, yeah, packed my bag, went backpacking by myself, pretty scary on my own. And um, I kind of went backwards. Instead of following the sun, I went backwards because one of my friends that I knew had done a lap and she was coming back the other way. So I said, oh, well, that's good to know someone to meet, you know, on your first stop. So I was going to Hong Kong, total unknown territory for me. And so I stayed, I met her and stayed with a friend from uni. And that's where I met my husband, Mike, because he was playing rugby in the winter. And that's how we got together there. And um, well, we met there. And then when I came to Australia, I don't know, I just, you know, I went to Perth because it was going to keep my miles down instead of flying to Sydney. I thought, I'll just get into Perth and get to who wants to go to Perth and just get to Sydney as soon as possible. Anyway, I got to Perth. <laughs> my feet on the ground in Perth. And I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. I'm meant to be here. So yeah, fast forward, what, 19 years, here we still are. And we've gone a little bit further south um, because my husband's from New Zealand. I'm from the UK. And we just had that really quick question, like, well, should I live in England or the UK? Well, we don't want to, you know, favor one country or the other. So we'll just stay here. Like that was the extent. Extent of the conversation. You don't want to favor one. You're not. Don't want to upset anybody. So now we live. We went a, a few hours more south of Perth. So we're like on the south coast of Western Australia now, and I love it. Hundred acres of bush. It's beautiful. It's I my love home your now. of the place that you swim in the channel there. Although it must be freezing. Um. It's not. It's it's, it's warm. It's it's warmer because it's freezing here. It's like you know, fifteen degrees. I don't know. The water's warmer than that. It's oh. it's not as bad as you think. Okay, I thought you were very brave. It's good for you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> At least tells me all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just um, always interesting to to hear about how people mm. sort of got started on their journey. So, were you always into healthy eating? Yeah, always like really. My my parents are like uh, the rest of the family calls them cranks because they've always been you know healthy in cooking everything from scratch. My mum worked full time, but you know she'd start the tea. We call it. She'd start the tea on a morning before she went to work, and then my dad worked shifts, and he'd get in. And he'd finish the tea off, so it was always like a nice family um you know effort and there was always a beautiful home cooked meal every night. We had to sit around the table together because my mum said the family that eats together stays together. And it's true. We're all still really, really close. And um, 
And yeah, so I've always had that, you know, mom and dad were always at the gym or doing yoga or out on a bike or walk hiking in the, in the hills in the UK. So they've always been really positive role models to me who've never gone for any kind of like fad that came along, you know, whether it was the low fat fad or, you know, everyone was buying margarine, but mom and dad still kept on buying butter. And I was saying to them, you know, you're going to block your arteries and you're going to die. But they were like, whatever. And they, and now they were right, you know, and now they're in their seventies, they're lean. They've got a real like curiosity for life. And, you know, so I think that, um, you know, it's just sticking to, what we really do well on, you know, meat and veg and good fats is, mm-hmm. is key. And, and, and they're living evidence of that, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, I got into um, fitness in a big way. So we had to do, um, cause I wasn't very sporty at school. And so I had to do the Duke of Edinburgh's award scheme, which is like something that you can do if you're not really sporty. <laughs> and one of the things we had to do, we had to do some kind of physical activity. So I started to do aerobics, right? Because that ticked box and I loved it. I loved it. Didn't you teach it? Yeah, I ended up teaching it at the age of 14. I was a teacher. And so, yeah, yeah, they didn't, it didn't matter about qualifications, insurance and stuff back then. You could just teach it. You put on some good, put on a good tape. (laughs) Some Pat Benatar. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was great. And I was getting you know, eight pounds an hour, which was like so much money for someone who was 14. Um, yeah. And then it, then it morphed into working into gyms, morphed into doing a degree in, in the leisure industry. Um, so I've always wanted to be healthy. But the thing is, I followed the government guidelines on what it was to be healthy, which was high carbohydrate, low fat and lots of exercise and not prioritizing sleep, not prioritizing stress management. And basically just kind of flogging yourself. So, yeah, after I had my kids, I fell into a complete hole and had a health crisis. And then I found you. And now I'm better. Oh, surely it wasn't. <laughs> I'm sure that you had other things that happened before. <laughs> that was nice of you to say. You're a big part. You're a big part. <laughs> were you working? Yeah. I think you were working in like a corporate job. And is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what, what is the other way? Like, I don't know, like we never really got to, to question it. You know, it's like you go to school, you go to uni, you get a job, you buy a house, you have your kids. I remember saying to my mum, what happens after that? What do you just drop off a perch? Like what, what is there to look forward to after that? There was no question about it. And the only reason. Get on the treadmill. Get on the treadmill, the little rat race. And yeah. Anyway, it, you know, it, it, it's hard. I think it's, you know, hats off to women that managed it without getting into um, a hole. But I think it's hard to raise a, raise a family, run a house and work 50 hours a week in, in an office oh. in the town. Like it didn't work for me. And eat well. And, like, and I, eat well. Yeah, I just have so many people say I just don't have time or brain space mm-hmm. to cook healthy meals. It's just impossible there's too much else on and they say they hate cooking but then when we dig a bit deeper I'm like yeah but is it that you hate cooking or every time you cook you're so rushed that it's not enjoyable they're like yeah that's what it is I'm like okay so you've got to find ways to carve out some time so that it's an enjoyable not rushed experience and it will be a completely different experience so yeah it's interesting so true 
I, I interviewed a woman the other day uh, who was thinking about becoming a primalista and she worked, she has a really high executive job, right? And she, she described her salary as obscene, right? And I said, oh, well, that's, that's great. And she said, yeah, but it comes at a, at a price. And the price is 13-hour days, an hour and a half commute, uh, lack of relationships, having mm. having to have like a chiropractor and a whole like team of people to kind of hold you together because you're yeah. so stressed out. And Uber Eats, she said, I, I yeah. order Uber Eats every night, not because I want it, not because it's yummy, but because I don't have time to do it. And all she wanted, like her big burning why was that she just wanted to be able to be at home with her cat and mosey around the kitchen and do a stock yep. and do yep. do something yummy and slow cooked and some sweet frefters and and like we just keep going back to that don't we we're like oh all this stuff's <laughs> happening in the world what should we do joe i don't know i'm just gonna do a stock and make some yummy for the family <laughs> it's just really grounding and, isn't it yeah and get out in the garden <laughs> and the garden but, and the sunshine but, yeah yeah well, not that we have that at the moment we've got rain again but you know it's so um it's so common though you hear that that constant struggle that being on the treadmill um, and feeling like there's no way off Um, and that's one of the things I love about what you do is you help women get off that treadmill if they want to Um, but we won't go there yet we I've got a few more things to ask you (laughs) okay Um, when you started to realize the importance of healthy eating and what it actually meant you know what what changed for you then? Like oh, I remember everything. about this. Um, so you, you were more into the government guidelines. How did you change yeah. from that way of thinking? Oh, well, it was, it's pretty, uh, it was pretty straightforward. I mean, I was just like a victim of the food pyramid, you know, just um, <laughs> grains and it. grains and grains, like for everything, you know, and, 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 but I was healthy. Like we didn't, we didn't eat fast food and I cooked everything from scratch it was just the wrong ingredients. That's all, you know, like somewhere along the line, like I remember my mom doing stocks, you know, we'd have a chicken and then she'd do a stock and but yes, somewhere yes. in that generation that went and we suddenly, we had these stock cubes and oh, that was much easier. And, but it's all just complete MSG and rubbish. So for me, it just changed in terms of just getting rid of gluten. That was the biggest thing for me. It seems to be for people. I know you're more of a dairy person. Like that was oh, your big thing. So for me gluten too. as well. They kind of go hand in hand, don't they? Gluten and dairy. They're the two, the two big ones to just have a crack at getting rid of. So, so yeah, just getting rid of that was really um, big for me. And, you know, once you start looking at gluten free, um, I mean, well, the first thing, like I didn't realize, you know, you know, gluten's in bread, but what was it doing in low fat ice cream? Yeah. Exactly. It's in everything to make you want it more, right? It's, I mean, why was I eating low fat ice cream? <laughs> that was a problem. But, but just getting rid of all of that and just crowding it out with meat and veg, meat and veg, meat and veg. And then just tweaking the recipes, like, you know, chocolate chip cookie recipes, just swapping out self-raising flour for almond meal, just experimenting like you've done, um, mm. you know, swapping out white sugar for coconut sugar or honey or something like that and swapping out the margarine for um, organic butter. And the, the taste is of those, you know, so much nicer. Everything, it doesn't need all, like, all your meals don't need loads of sauces and um, condiments on it because it's just delicious when you get good yeah. quality meat and veg right and it's so much easier much less faffing much simpler yeah 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 
So how did that um, wake up with your health changes and your diet changes? How did that segue into a business? Like what happened in between? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's a good bit. So um, so I was a mum, so I'd given up my corporate job as a recruiter. So as a recruiter, I was working with accounting support staff, which are majority women right? And so I'd spend speaking 10, 10 hours a week to women who were coming in for an interview with me, telling me what they were looking for. And they'd have kids, right? And they'd say, look, I want something that could work around the family, but there's no jobs out there, Joe, that are, you know, 9.30 till 2.30 for mm. 10 weeks annual leave. Like it's just, <laughs> it's not out there. And then you'd see financial directors coming in, like really super qualified women. And they'd say, oh, you know, I've taken this time out of the workforce to raise my family and now I want to come back in, but they had to come back in at like support level because they weren't seen as, you know, uh, up up there anymore, which I just, yeah, I just thought it was like absolutely crazy. So I'd quit my corporate job and had my babies and I thought that was it. We were just living in the country and I just thought, you know, it was all about budgeting and, um, you know, making dinner and that was it. And, um, And then when I had my health transformation, I thought, I really want to help other people. You you get to this point, don't you, Um, where when you're sick, you really got to focus on yourself. And it's not selfish. Like there's no other way that you can do it. You have to focus on yourself. Then you start to get better. And then you want to share it with everyone else. It's like self-transcendence. You like just want to tell everyone about it. And so I qualified as a health coach and started coaching women locally and group programs online. But everyone said to me, like, I get it feels really good, um, but I just miss biscuits or I miss toast <laughs> or I want a pizza, you know. And so I was like, well, I've made these different recipes for my family. Do you want me to make some for you? And that was it, basically. And that part of the business just really took off. And I found that I could help more people instead of trying to, like, change their life, you know, like change everything for them. Let's go shopping. I'll show you how to do your pantry the right way. You know, it was like, well, you could just, instead of having that bread, just have this one. Instead of ordering that pizza from the, getting that from the supermarket, you can have this. What about this? Tim Tams, have this. This is nicer than a Tim. And it was just so much easier. And, yeah. simple, and that, swaps. simple swaps. That's exactly right. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like, who am I to have a food business? Because I, you know, don't have a catering background. I don't have a food blog. Haven't written a, written a cookbook. <laughs> It's just a random <laughs> mum <laughs> with some good recipes. And, um, yeah, so I was just, like, doing it quietly. But then I got encouraged by a farmer to, to have a stall at the market. He said, come on, you've got to come and share your stuff there. More people need to find out about this. And then the local pizza guy, Massimo, gave me a ring, said, hey, I want your paleo pizza bases at my pizza shop. Wow. And so um, cool. then the health food shop rang and then the cafes rang and then people from over east were ringing and it just kind of went, it went from there. So it was really it cool. It just by itself. It yeah. did. That's it how did. the start just boom. <laughs> Unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So nice surprise. Then it became something where you taught other people to do what you were doing. Yeah, well, um, so I was <laughs> I was baking from home. And then, um, you know, you when you're working on your health, you're, it's a personal growth thing, right? You're like you think, all right, well, what else, what else is possible? What else can I improve? So I was like doing some coaching 
with like a um, like a mentor person she was brilliant and she asked me really annoying questions like about what I wanted in my life you know like we ask now really think it out yeah (laughs) what's your why what do you value how'd you like to spend your time how would you like to go around your day feeling and and all those like oh who's got time for that there's jobs to get done here but anyway I answered all the questions because I'm a good student and then when I was just sat there minding my own business I literally an idea just dropped in in my head that I was like why don't you share this business model with other women who love baking who are into real food who want to do something from home and help others and have an income from doing it without having to you know go through all the product testing and all the failed recipes that ended up down at the chuck pen and you know, trying to figure out the right price and making a loss and doing labels and them not being compliant with food standards, you know, like all the mistakes that I'd made. Why don't I just give it to them? And then we could like be like this like network and like a sisterhood and we could have each other's back and support each other. And and yeah, anyway, and that's what I did. I love <laughs> it. So fun. I love it. <laughs> um, the, I think you need to come over here and ask your questions because um, I'm just looking at B wrote down all these questions and um, I'm like, oh, she was sending me all these questions, texting me, and I was like, you're just going to have to ask H. <laughs> so she's going to have to like, okay. hang on, move over. Come on, B. Come on, B. <laughs> Don't be shy. This is B, my trainee. Be the trainee. Business traineeship, whoopsie. And so she loves talking about business. She's reading a book that you will really approve of at the moment. What's it called? It's called Sell Like Crazy by Sabri. Someone to She's got it. I knew she'd have it. I knew she'd have it. <laughs> there it is. That's it. I was reading like the first chapter. She's like, Jo, this will be so good for you. I'm like, well, you learn it for me. Jo needs to read this. It's so good. It's so good. Joe's not interested yeah. in selling. Yeah. yeah. So um, B was was saying to me, so well, you start asking the questions. Okay. Okay. I've got some here that you wrote down, but you, okay. you ask whatever's in your heart to ask. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Joe was telling me all about, um, well, a couple of things about being a primal lister and I was like oh my goodness I need this I need to become one of these people like I love cooking from home and like I do that for my family already I'm like for my husband um and I'm like wow I could earn money for doing the thing I love to do like this is great so anyway she only works two two to three days for me so this is why she's yeah so it's like looking for more work feel more days and do it like on my own terms basically anyway so what's unique about primal alternative when can you start (laughs) I can put in a good word for her. Um, So here are some questions. Um, What's unique about Primal Alternative compared to other food product businesses? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, so we're not the first brand. Yeah, what's our point of difference? Well, we're not the first brand and we're not the only brand out there doing grain-free products, right? So there's nothing new there. The thing that's different about us is that we are locally homemade with love. So there's a certain energy in food, right? When somebody, you know, when someone's not well and you make them some soup and um, they get the, the soup from you and it's like it's healing, not just the food, but the fact that who made it for you. It's like and the gift and all that. Like there's a certain energy in food, and especially when it's homemade by somebody that cares about you. 
um, or cares about what they're doing is so different to the energy in the machine in a factory, right? Just pumping it out, you know? And nobody really talks about that, but that's a big change that's been in the last, you know, hundred years or so, right? Everything used to be yeah. made by hand by a human with love, and now it's not. So that would be the big one. So it's local, you know, you're not having to ship something in from, you know, Victoria or New, New Zealand or wherever. So it's all local. So um, we're keeping down on the food miles and all that kind of thing. And the other thing is that we use compostable packaging. So no plastic, which is a really big um, value proposition for pretty much everybody that everybody that comes into Primal Alternative is on a health journey. They're trying to keep their home, low tox, their life, low stress, reduce plastic, care about the planet, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love the, um, the, the packaging is yeah. like, that's, I like everything you buy is plastic. I feel like I'm always throwing away plastic bags. I'm like, oh. And uh, I'll taking them to the soft plastic recycle and you think. Do they actually do it? Where is this really yeah. going? <laughs> and is it really good? Like do we, what sort of resources do we have to actually get to recycle it? I don't know. Like I think recycling is going to be a dirty word in a few years' time. Maybe Ooh. so. Um, mm. Okay. Can you explain what a primalista does in a nutshell? Like as a job, what do they do? Okay, so basically, so Primalista is a primal alternative producer. So they bake and sell the primal alternative range. Oh, we've got breads, pizza bases, cookies, wraps, pastry with Joe, with Joe Whitten from Quirky Cooking, um, packet mixes, granolas, and a brownie mix with Alex from Lotox Life as well. What's that? I'm kidding. I said it's very dangerous, <laughs> that brownie mix. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's so easy. It's like 10 seconds mixing baked brownies, hot out the oven. Stop it. Um, so, yeah, so they do that from home and they sell it to their local friends and family, local farmers markets, health food shops, IGAs, online, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, that's what they are. That's what they do. Awesome. So how would a primalista find their customers? So just reaching out to whole food stores or um, just making their connections through friends, I guess? Yeah, so um, this is a really key point and, and something we talk about, you know, so everybody that wants to be a primalista basically has an interview. We call it primalista call um, and we go through like where are you going to sell your products to because it's one thing to like baking, right, but you've also got to get orders to make it turn your hobby into a business, right? So we just think about you need to think of at least three to five places nearby you that could be um, potential places to sell to. So who can you think of that would be really good customers for you? Mm, Joe. <laughs> oh, yes. I would probably definitely buy some. So what would a baking day look like for a primalista? Like, do you, are you allowed to freeze it? Can you bulk prepare? Like how many days a week do you think would be work? Good questions. Well, when I was a primalista, I used to bake for two mornings a week. So the kids used to get on the school bus at half seven. And I think it's really important to set an end time for work, especially mm -hmm. if you work from home. Otherwise, Joe and I know, like, it just it fills the whole day. Mm. Yeah, you've got to set, you've got to put it in a container. Otherwise, you're still working on a newsletter at 11 o'clock at night, right? You've got to say, right, I've got to get this done before that, you know, time on the clock. So I'd start baking at half seven. I'd say, right, I want this done by 11. So before lunch, and I could have a nice relaxing lunch, lie in the sun, have a nap whatever, package everything up, write my invoices, 
And then, welcome home, children. Mummy's so chill and everything's in order. You know, that kind of vibe. Yes, that's for you, my love. So, so yeah. So, But meanwhile, you know, you've got stuff going on in the oven, but I would also be running a few few loads of washing through and starting on dinner and putting that in the oven and emptying the dishwasher and vacuuming the house. And sort of, so it's nice to be able to, you know, we're really good at juggling a few things at once. And what I used to hate about being at, and I love pottering around in my house, right? We're sort of made to think that, you know, pottering around in our house is lowly work that we need to hire out to a cleaner or, you know, something. But it's actually most people like to look after their house and make it nice and fluff the cushions and sit back and go, oh, it's lovely in here. And, you know, so I really miss that in in the corporate world. Um, And like you say, you know, people race in to cook dinner. Like they actually love cooking. They just don't like the pressure of trying to squeeze it in and cook something in 20 minutes you know, whereas if you've got all day to plan something and, you know, menu plan and, and order the right ingredients in and bulk cook, it's, it's so nice. It's part of, yeah, it's part and of having, what the fun is of being your own business. Having your paprika lamb shanks simmering all day in the oven and you can just smell it. So good. Oh, is that a recipe? In the Simple Healing Food Cookbook. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right, that's going in my menu planning for next week. So I've got got a freezer full of lamb shanks. I'm like, what do these things? You need to make that. My friend is a um, massage therapist and she puts it on in the slow cooker in the morning and then her clients come to her house and she gets so many questions about what are you making? I will make that. I have the cookbook there for you to sell. (laughs) Wasn't that delivery? Yeah, you should. That's a good idea. Actually, I did. I had a a guy knock on the door. He was was, um, selling solar panels. Hmm. And he knocked on the door and I had it simmering in the oven or something. And he's like, he starts asking me questions about the solar panels. And he's like, can I just ask what you have cooking? Oh, <laughs> we wow. This, we had this big discussion <laughs> about my cookbook and what I do. And he wrote down the name so he could go look it up. And it was so Did you say, here's a signed copy? <laughs> anyway. I'll be all right. I'll, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you posted <laughs> on the paprika lamb shank. Good. <laughs> Okay, uh, what type of items slash training do a, does a Prime Minister get when they pay that initial cost to become a Prime Minister? Mm. Oh, basically en- everything and anything you could potentially desire <laughs> is wow. what you get. So <laughs> when I first started and sold my first licence, I literally emailed five recipes to the first Prime Minister and said, there you go, uh, good luck sort of thing. Uh, you know and and that was it right and and that was that was five thousand dollars back then right and then you know plus gst it's same price now you know it's it's a really good deal but now it's like six years on so we've got you know professionally taken photos so you can just you know start your instagram page and just look so good we've got all the fully designed labels brochures um marketing any marketing material you could possibly want like your banners for your farmers markets and info Uh on how to set up a market stall to make it look good and you know 33 different products now and the recipes for those videos of me from my kitchen to yours showing you how to do them oh what have i what have i missed it'd be so it's like easy to start and also you'd learn so much from just doing like it. a cooking course and a business course yeah. by because being in a business instead of like going you know like I did went and did a health coaching course and then you have to start a business whereas and you have to come up with you know pricing and branding and logos and colors and all those things 
that people just like get paralysis analysis on and just can't move forward. Like all that details done and, and even like the compliance stuff. So like, you know, everyone's so worried about council and they think their council's the worst and their kitchen will never pass. And they've got a dog or a cat or a goldfish, you know, um, whereas we, we've got a really awesome food safety program that just basically the EHO, the Environmental Health Officer, can just go, oh, tick, 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 tick. This person knows what they're doing, which is really good as well. Wow. Proud of that. Very easy. I was like, there was a, mm. like in my brain, I was like, oh, but what if, what if, what if, but this just sounds so easy to start. Okay. Good. So how long on average would you say it would take a primal to start to earn back that five grand, that initial cost, like until you're in the green? Good. Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's definitely doing a business course, isn't she? She's, uh, she's thinking about ROIs. Yeah, very good. So she's got a good teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. So it depends, right, on how big you want your business to be. And as a primalista, you can, you know, I've got primalistas who work full time and they bake one day every three weeks, every three weeks. I've got people who do it full time, but most people do it like, you know, one to three days a week and in conjunction with something else. Um, so on average, primalistas are earning anything between 1,500 to 5,500 a month. Um, yeah. So it depends on how much, you know, it's like you, you, you get out what you put in. Um, yeah. So, but to give you an idea, like in terms of how much you earn, so say if you did a thousand dollars of sales, about half of that would be gross profit to you. Wow. So where would you buy your ingredients from and the packaging as well? So we've got a really cool um, preferred supplier for our packaging, good old Jeff, the cellophane bag company. So we'll give you his contact. He gives us a primalist of bulk buying discount. So it's kind of cool that, you know, we do it together like a cooperative. Um, so you'll get all the contacts for that. And then, depends where you are in the country like the best places to get your bulk ingredients from but you wouldn't be going like to the health food shop and buying almond meal at 40 dollars a kilo right you'd be buying you'd be getting wholesale accounts with your abn we show you where to click the button to get your abn um so you're getting good deals and buying at the wholesale price mm. we give you all that information too awesome well that's all the questions <laughs> They're all answered. Well done. That was good. That sounds good, B. Good questions. I have more questions for you. Hang on. I want to know what's the most important lesson you've learned over the years through Primal Alternative? Is that a hard one? (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. um, Okay. Right. The most important lesson learned is probably nothing others do is because of you. That's a good one right? And it, you can't please all the people all the time, you know? It's like you you just need to show you In the beginning, I used to take everything because I'm a real, I really, you know, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing a thing. i just a nice person, right? Just want to <laughs> yes. genuine intention, you know, to just get out there and, and really, really want to help people have a business and really want to help people eat healthy. So if some, you know, if someone says, oh, they take it something I've done the wrong way or something. I used to take it so personally and get so upset because I wanted everyone happy, you know, but you can't like not, 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 nothing others do is because of you. That's uh, it's a good one to remember because it can't, you can take things quite personally. And that's why it's really nice to have a business bestie like I do in you, Joe, so we can go, Oh, and you know, when you're like the, the main person in the, in the company, you've kind of always got to be holding it all together and, yes. you know, so 
it's really nice to be able to, um, yeah, to, to have like an accountability buddy or someone you can just, who gets it. Like, you know, my, my bestie in town, love it a bit. She's dead supportive, but she hasn't got a clue what's involved with running an online food business and a brand and the wellness space. And she doesn't know who Cindy O'Meara is and Marcus Pierce and Helen Patterson, <laughs> you know, no idea. And, and so it's nice to be able to have that, um, that friend that can, um, that gets it, that you can go, and work through stuff because it's not all rainbows and unicorns is it joe it's like and it's challenging and it stretches us and sometimes we just want to curl in a ball in a dark room and never come out again <laughs> that's true with a blankie and a hot chocolate <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but most of the time you know like 99.9 percent of the time it's wonderful and we love it um so yeah don't take like a personal we wouldn't want to um, go back to working for someone else and having those no. hours. It's so nice to have the flexibility. And that's something that I was going to ask you, but I can't, can't find where I wrote it down. But um, just like, you know, the whole work-life balance thing, I think that's one thing that most women really struggle with. We did talk about it earlier a little bit, I suppose, but how have you found that has changed for you over the years? It's a really hard one, isn't it? Because <laughs> we were conditioned right from going to school. I mean, I know that's why a lot of people opt out of that whole system, but um, you went in homeschool like you did. Um, but we, we're conditioned. Like we've got this nine to five, five mm. days a week mentality. And, and really, you know, I really struggled with that, especially working as a recruiter, which is essentially a sales role. So you have the certain hours where you're meant to do admin, certain hours where you're meant to do face-to-face -face, you know, sales because they've been shown to be the most productive time for that. And so it's really hard to lose that, all of that conditioning when you don't have a boss setting those guidelines for you. And then you're like, you sort of get distracted. You think, oh, I'll just do this for my business on Instagram. And then, oh, I'm over here making a caramel slice. She knows how distracted I get. I'm always like, oh, my goodness, just look at this little video of this dog. Yeah. <laughs> like three and then just sits down with squirrel. It is. Yeah, yeah. I totally get it. It's the same here, to be honest. So for me, the best way for, a, for anything to happen in my life is, and I can't believe I'm actually admitting this because I used to totally take the mickey out of my mum for having a routine you know she's like Thursday night was bath night Wednesday night was quiz night you know it was also like scheduled but the routine and the schedule is where you get to maximize what you want to do and I think as women you know we're not really uh, you know like workhorses like blokes like I know days like this your husband might say this. I'm not sure what about your husband yet. Be you'll have to tell me more information about him. But they just love being put point in the right direction of work, 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 work. Come <laughs> home, eat food, go to sleep, see family. Hello, wife. Next day, work, work, work. You know, like we're not we're not like that. Like you know, Thursdays and Fridays, I'm really sociable. Mondays and Thursdays, I'm not sociable. So it's nice to be able to mm. get your schedule in line with your natural energy flows, your cycle flows. I was going to yeah. say, that there's all that too. Mm. Yeah, totally. So schedules, just, that's how I get it. And I just love, like, 
how you just take time out for yourself when you need it. And I've learned to do that too. But it took me a long time to get to that point because you feel like, no, I have to be working at all times during working hours. Um, yes. Now I've sort of learned to, well, if my body needs to relax, then just go have a sauna or go sit in the sunshine or go for a walk or go have a couple with a friend if you need to do that because you're not going to work very well when you're exhausted and feeling unwell anyway. Um, so you may as well fit that work into a smaller amount of time when you're feeling really on top of the world and energetic. And so you and I talk about this a fair bit, that it's important to have that time to yourself as well. Oh, yeah. And all of that's scheduled in, you know. So, um, you know, most mornings I'll start with a workout and a sauna. It'll be like two hours of like stuff for mm. me. And mm. you think, oh, God, I didn't even get to my desk till 11 o'clock. But actually you can, I can smash out the same amount of work in a smaller period because you're like, right, well, now I'm focused and I'm, my cup is full and I'm firing exactly. on all cylinders. You can smash as much out, you know. It's um, instead of just sitting here, I find myself – if I've been here for too long, I'm just sitting here and you go to get a link from the internet and then you're on Facebook and you're, you're like, oh, oh, oh what's happened? <laughs> and then you have to watch the dog video. <laughs> yeah, cat I videos just like the dog videos. Cat, cat videos too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good part of having your own flexible business is being able to take that time when you need it. Um, and so you know what can I just yeah. add to that Joe like and and giving yourself like that permission like we, we're always like our self-worth is around our like productivity level yes. what have I achieved today mm-hmm. and it and and that like pottering around the house is just like um wasting time but it's actually not like I could just spend all day tinkering and pottering and just, well, just pop out into the veggie patch and just water that. And all oh, those weeds need pulling out. No, oh, it's just, isn't it just lovely how you can just spend the time doing that? Because that's what is actually, that's what, you know, on my bucket list, you can keep your yachts and you can keep your round the world yeah. trips. I'd rather be exactly. <laughs> pottering in the yeah. garden, lying down in the sunshine with a cat. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, I, not long ago I talked about this on Instagram because um, I had one of those days where my brain was telling me you've got nothing done you haven't been productive and I was like beating myself up thinking you know I'm just not getting anywhere in my business I'm not getting things done that I want to do and then I sat down and I made myself write out all the things that I'd done that day that were good and it was things mm, like that is done with a cuppa um you know, took some time to journal, drank water, um, had, a, had a chat with a neighbour, called a friend um, and talked to a friend who needed cheering up. Um, it was all these things that when you look um, at the big picture are more important, but we get so caught up in the busy hustle. The hustle culture. The hustle culture. Yeah. That we're like, well, that isn't important. It doesn't count. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so just like when you write your to-do list, put those things on there, <laughs> and then you can tick yeah. them off and go, "Look, I did do yeah. something." I actually do that. I yes. write lists on my days off. I'm like, "Okay, I want to do some work," so I put work. But then I also put my workout and my shower and washing my hair and yeah, making right. myself. Breakfast. You got more things to tick off at the end of the day. Did yeah. that? Did that? Did that? <laughs> but you know what? It, it's about it's about like having a, a day that's running on your priorities. 
based yes. on what your values are, right? And mm. you've got to make time for that because if you're like, well, you know, I really want to have good health and I really want good relationships and I want to be like chilled and present and all these things that we want, right? But if you only allocate like the crappy, scrappy bits of the day to mm. that, yes. you know, then you'll get crappy levels of that you know whether it's if you're starting on a business and you only allocate you know the crappy parts of after work when I've done that when I've, you know like or making dinner like the person you're talking about Joe you've only given yourself that crappy bit of time then you just crappy experience you know you've got exactly. to give these things <laughs> you've got to give them the time right and it's not all about work it's this whole beautiful experience of life that we've got and all the different boxes in it it's not just about productivity and income is it exactly exactly I love it well one last question um well maybe two okay (laughs) (laughs) um do you have any um books or podcasts that you would recommend to people to listen to or to read because I know that sometimes really helps me to feel like okay now I understand the steps I need to take to get towards that goal I have with my business mm-hmm. or my health and lifestyle like what books do you recommend or podcasts well it depends what you're like I go through phases like I get like mm-hmm. a, a bit of a like curious about one thing so when I was learning about um paleo primal eating then all I was listening to was like podcasts like the primal blueprints and things like that um and then you start to focus on business so and personal development so like one of my favorite podcasts for personal development is mind valley um it's a really good podcast that's a really good one and also um dr d martini I really like his work that he does around values and stuff but at the moment I'm really interested in um learning about financial literacy like nobody taught us that at school you know we just kind of put on this hamster wheel to um earn just all about earning money and all about um you know buying stuff and getting into debt which isn't the best position to be especially (laughs) now with the interest rates going up and all of that so now I'm really interested in that so I'm listening to um Ann Wilson the wealth chef I like it because she talks about food. She makes all those hard financial things sound like stuff that we like to talk about, which is really good. Um, yeah, the so they're all podcasts. Um, okay. Is she a podcast? I think she's more of a course and she's on Instagram okay. um, and she has YouTube, really good YouTube videos as well. But in terms of books that I really like, one of my favorite books is, um, I'm just checking just to make sure I have got it is um Chillpreneur by Denise Duffield Thomas so that's about how to be a mum and have a business and be chill and enjoy it and not let things just be too overwhelming um yeah and being a woman in business it, yeah it's a really good book if you are interested in business and you're a woman all right, I've started listening to that one. I need to keep going with it. I have so many I'm listening to at one time. <laughs> she I don't like that too. Like every lunchtime, she's like, "Oh, that's right, I'm listening to a book. I should probably do that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm like that too. It depends what you want to learn. You're just time, right? curious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, where can everybody find you online? And what have you, anything coming up that we should know about? Well, the best place to find everything is primalalternative.com and on Facebook and Insta, Primal Alternative. 
Um, what have I got coming up? I've got a really cool program coming up that I'm so excited about. It's called the Primalist Mentor Program. So everyone's oh. feeling a bit worn out, right, after the last few years. And we all want to do stuff, but we kind of just got that, like, seeds can't be bothered. Oh, I want to, but it's too hard. And I'm too worried. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a six-week course for new Primalisters to have just, like, kind of more of a hand-holding, hand practical support network of other newbies and experienced primalists and me to get them from like wanting to do this, to be open for business, getting equipped and out there and making sales. So I'm really excited about that. And everyone's really excited to join that. So that's really cool. And then later in the year, I'm going to do a brand new virtual open day so people can come some, I think it's the 12th of November, come and experience what it's all like to be a primalista, have a bit of a deep dive and a kind of four hour Saturday kind of thing yeah so that's what I've got coming up keep it was really interesting actually Joe because on Friday when I was meant to be working and then it was really like 25 degrees and sunny and uh I was like never mind all this I'm going to the beach and I went for a beach and I went to the beach so you have that like kind of like oh I should be working but anyway here I am and I went for the walk on the beach and when I was on the beach my whole 2023 plan fell into my head and I was like I see I'm like I could have just I could have like sat at my desk for hours trying to work out when am I doing this? When am I doing that? And then you're like, Oh, I haven't had a chance to promote that yet. No, haven't sent the emails for that. You know what it's like? Whereas I was like, this is actually really productive. I didn't know I was going to get all that ideas when I was on the beach, but that's why you just got to get out in nature. You get your best ideas out there. (laughs) You've got a daydream as well. They say, otherwise your mind will keep going when you're trying to sleep because you haven't taken that time to let it run and daydream while you're awake so I love there you, go. you did your daytime daydreaming and it worked that's right and pottering you know like when you vacuum in or when you're just thinking washing the dishes you get to I, like process it all yeah. daydream yeah. love it yeah daydream is so important well that was really good do you have any other questions you're good no they're all answered oh well done that was well, fun do we have to yeah, end that was good. ask me more <laughs> <laughs> for dinner <laughs> that's a good question oh what's for dinner oh it's actually quite boring tonight because we're going to well it's not boring it's not a quirky cooking recipe tonight no we're going to <laughs> delete this bit out then now we're going there's a really awesome uh it's called the soupy so it's a bit like a soup kitchen um and it's so cool in town and it's uh the woman who does the markets all the fresh veggies she uses whatever's left from the markets on sunday and, and makes a big veggie uh, big salad there's always a big soup there's usually crumble and everyone gets together it's five dollars you can have as many bowls as you like and it's just a and really it's nice we have this, it's so then. nice it's not boring <laughs> but it, it means like i'm not cooking thing? yes yeah and the, the it's really like really nice community people there so you get to really have gorgeous catch-ups and hugs and yeah it's a really nice like you come back like your, your heart and your belly's full you know it's like you come yeah. back to- <gasps> Yeah, nice. That's where I'm going tonight. Beautiful. Well, now we all want to move to live where you live. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Come and swim Maybe in my we'll- prawn rock channel. <laughs> Come to the soupy. <laughs> we'll come in your channel with you. Maybe we'll have to start yes. a soup. That sounds like fun. Well, thank you so, so much fun. for joining us. My good old thank you business. Too. It's been great to chat face-to-face instead yeah. of just on Face-to-face. Voxer. <laughs> yeah, I love our chats on Voxer, though. I love we do them. Have- so good. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, thank you everyone for joining us. I hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you go and check out H's website. So just primalalternative.com.au. Dot com. Yeah. Primalalternative.com. Okay. Links yeah. below. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Well, Thanks, Pete. Fun. That's okay. Thanks for answering. So much fun. <laughs> Pleasure. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya.